The thing I want to lead on with this show, The Idol, is I think it's really important when something is really bad to identify why it is so inherently bad. I I don't think it should be left as this was really bad, let's move on from it and never speak about it again. I think it needs to be unpacked. And there were so many problems with this show. I'm really not surprised that it got cut after five episodes. Well, I don't actually think it was cut after five episodes. It's not being cut at all. I think that's a uh, that's something that's being misreported on a little bit. HBO have come out and talked about um, talked about that. It's actually just it was rewritten, and it's had a creative overhaul like <laughs> numerous times throughout production. So I think what was originally uh, presented as a six six episode miniseries just ultimately became a five episode series. I don't think it was cut. I think it's easy to see it as like, oh, they've, they've cut an episode off the end, but I think in actual fact they just fit the story, they changed the story completely and it fit into five. I think that's what they would want you to think. No, that's definitely, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, it's not, it's not what they want you to think because the fact that it was rewritten so many times and the fact that there was clearly so many different creative directions that different people wanted this to go in, I think is, is pretty much the reason that this was such a disaster. Mm. Um, so I don't think they're trying to say, oh yeah, no, we wrote, we wrote it and fit it into five. Like it, it just fell apart. I think. I think production was doomed from quite an early point in this. Yeah. Um, Before we go into that into a lot of detail, because I think there is a lot of detail to to look at regarding the production. <clears throat> I just want to start with the story, and I I just don't think I cared about what was being presented to me on screen. Yeah. Which is is maybe the first issue that they had. I thought, I think because I watch trailers, you don't watch trailers. Mm. I think what was presented to me from trailer um, was something interesting, something different, um, a completely different way to tell a story. And I think what we got was, you know, a real confused piece about a pop star who, in the end to me was was in a bit of a, a rut and needed to get ready for a tour <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and and actually I don't care about that mm. at all when you say the trailer presented you with something like what what were your expectations based on the, on the trailer like what do you mean by you felt it was a new a completely new way to tell a story <clears throat> well what I mean is you know you, you get countless you know detectives series you get countless uh sci-fi series you know all that and i think the idol was uh, you know it was going to be a story about the entertainment industry Mm. which i don't think drama about the entertainment industry which i don't think you get as often right um now i've kind of wanted to make this point at the end to tie it all nicely together but I thought I was getting a story about progressive coercive control yeah. from um, someone that's wormed, that's cal- you know, in a calculated way, wormed their way into a situation that they shouldn't be in, which which is where the story started in a way. Yeah. But we then didn't really get that at all, and and I think you know those mixed creative decisions just. I don't know, it just, it just created this mess mess right? on screen. Yeah. Um, and 
I just, it, it maybe it maybe comes down to, it's either it's a mess or I don't care about that as a story when I thought I might have. Well, I think, I think when this was, this idea was conceived, like it probably had some quite clear direction. HBO obviously uh, picked it up and sold it to us as, well, a complete story. <laughs> and I don't think they anticipated that during production it would undergo such drastic changes so many times Mm. Um, so I I do think that's just you know I think it was pulled apart by so many different creative forces or trying to wrestle control over it or yeah well I mean by the sounds of from the uh, from the articles that have been released on this on this topic like the production for this show sounds like an absolute nightmare Mm. Um, whether it would whether you know it had if it had single singular creative vision from the beginning and, and throughout whether that would have saved it I don't know because mm. I think you're right it kind of was set up to be at least in the first episode sort of like this sort of this story about a uh, an icon a talented individual being manipulated um, by a uh, coercive and obsessive manipulator um, and, and it, it was sort of set up to be told through a feminist lens um, but then it just completely wasn't that mm. it completely it, like it ended up glorifying that the, the uh, well I forgot his name Tedros Tedros, Tedros yeah Tedros the weekend's character Abel Tesfaye plays Tedros and he's some kind of, he's like a cult leader isn't it and it ends up glorifying his behaviour yeah so I mean, a cult of singers doesn't really, <laughs> really interest yeah. me, you know, um, <clears throat> as people dance and sing their way in, into your home. Uh, I, I don't really understand why that was such a big focus. I think the cult added nothing to the story <laughs> at all. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, you think of cults, you think of Charles Manson mm. um, and... I don't know. Maybe they were trying to do something here. They referred. They referred to Charles Manson in this. Yeah, they did. Um, so maybe they were trying to like force that image into your into your head, but it added nothing. But it took up so much time, which which kind of, you know, I found myself skipping bits with you know members of the cults because I was like, okay, I don't need to watch this because this won't further the story. Um, wow. I I skipped a lot. Well, I didn't skip. when scenes were running on too long I decided to just jump forward a bit because I you know when there was a seven minute song in the middle of a show I just decided that it wasn't necessary for me to understand what was going on anymore wow that's a big move I mean I think there was a huge there was a huge amount of wasted time in this Um, so much of this wasted time yeah that's a good well so much of this um, of this show so, so much so many shots were just Lily Rose Depp walking in slow motion sitting looking in the mirror these long drawn out artistic over sensational kind of like images it I feel like the idol is like a weekend music video if it was a TV series <laughs> <laughs> and in a way that's exactly what it is isn't it I am um... Uh, what what we should do? What I'll do actually is is I'll give it one snippet of credit. Um, I didn't actually hate the acting mm. specifically. Yeah, I was I, exactly the same thing. 
I thought there was actually some really decent acting in this, especially from from Depp and Tess Faye. Um The dinner scene in episode three comes to mind. I think it's episode three. Yeah, when the uh, when when um, Tedros first reveals just how manipulative he is in the conversation. He's sitting at the head of the table. They're uh, her and the cult are all having dinner at the house, and and he starts asking her questions about her past and forcing forcing answers out of her. Mm. Um, and forcing her to open up about things that she's uncomfortable talking about and stuff and the acting and the cinematography in that scene was brilliant like that genuinely was tense and yeah gripping and and but the crazy thing they almost undid themselves because at the end it turns out that Jocelyn's manipulated the whole situation yeah right so I don't think you can it took a lot of relevance away from yeah. Any of that, really. I, I think we have to address the con the, the controversy at this point because um, I think it's so inherent to 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 this show and to the story. Like you can't separate it at all. Um, Rolling Stone released uh, an expose, an article that basically just slammed everybody involved in in the creation of uh, of this show back in March on second of March. Uh, Lots of people, are presumably from the from the crew, had come forward and spoken to them about how much of a shit show the production actually was, or, or was at the time. Um, and yeah, I mean, the article is is pretty horrific. Like reading through it, like things that are going on. Um, not in, not in terms of like anything, you know, really, scandalous. Yeah, not not yeah, nothing like that. But. It's, it paints a, pretty, a picture of a, a toxic work environment for sure mm. people you know not getting any direction on what to do to show, uh, showing up to work and like showing up on set uh, no sort of organisation no singular creative direction uh, constant changes rewrites creative overhauls scenes being introduced before they've even been written mm. on, you know on a night between two shoots that kind of thing like just a complete mess um, obviously, uh, Amy Seamats left. Um, originally, the the show was supposed to be a collaborative um, effort between Sam Levinson and um, and Amy Seamats, who are very different directors. I feel, but of course, presumably, because of creative differences, Amy Seamats left towards the end of the production process, and Sam Levinson um, essentially took over creative control seemingly then he's almost scrapped the project that uh, that they'd worked on up until that point which I, uh, according to the uh, Rolling Stone article cost anywhere between 50 and 80 million at this point and it's you know gone in the bin start again and Livingston um, essentially redid the whole thing new, brand new story brand new focus there's some accusation that uh or some blame is pinned on um, on Abel Tesfaye on the weekend for because uh, apparently it was him who wanted more focus on his character, less of the feminist angle, less of a focus on um, on uh, Lily Rose Depp's character, Jocelyn, um, you know, escaping a predator. So yeah, we, I mean, I guess it was just completely rewritten, and in that sense. Uh, how was anything else going to be produced? How was anything? How was the the end result going to be anything other than what it is, which is just obviously a mess? Mm. It the show started getting tons of criticism. Around, I mean, 
months before it's released you know yeah. like when this expose came out when Rolling Stone did this funnily um, Abel Tesfaye responded to um, the article with a tweet and just said Rolling Stone, at Rolling Stone did we upset you um, and Rolling Stone followed that up with another article that was titled Abel did we upset you <laughs> Uh, so it seems like you know the production team or at least the weekends and rolling stone was sort of going back and forth on this a little bit like the <laughs> the production was almost at war with the press before it's even come out both sam livingston and the weekend have said that was a good thing they felt like that was a really positive thing when uh when um sam livingston's wife read him the article he said oh well we're in for having the uh like the show of the year then like you know it's going to bring loads basically they just saw the coverage as a positive thing but a lot of the criticism was around the dark themes involved. Mm. Um, there's a lot of over-sensationalism, um, a lot of glorification of sexual violence. Uh, it definitely propagates that myth that like high art and like the best art comes from uh, comes from pain and and abuse and torture, um, and that that is that is propagated and i think the response to that criticism was like oh wait till you see the last episode you know that's sort of what abel tesfaye was coming out with like look hbo did the same thing they were like look we're excited to share the last episode with you and i think that twist the twist at the end that the hairbrush is new and and uh jocelyn's actually the the, the master manipulator and she's got uh tedris under her thumb the whole time and she's played them all was in some way supposed to undo all of that like oh it was all you know she she was actually in control the entire time and therefore it's not a story about somebody getting manipulated and abused but rather she is the manipulator the problem is that twist fell completely flat and i genuinely feel like it was added in last minute because it didn't there was no setup for it at all doesn't it doesn't even make sense there's plot holes all over the place like and it, it it's completely unbelievable because there's no setup. Like, all right, cool. She's manipulated Tedros, and she's got him completely like right where she wants him. Like, this cult leader is in her control, and she's going to bring him out on stage in front of all these people. Why? Like, what? What's it all for? And that's. I think that's like you know, it gears up. That's the problem. It gears up to sort of to make a statement or say something or be a be a, a, an analysis of of the fame model and stardom. <laughs> Right. Um, but ultimately there's just no point actually um, it's, it's funny you kind of say that because I actually saw a video of the weekend before the idols released maybe maybe around May April May time actually detailing what the idol is supposed to be about right in, a, in an interview um, you know talking about how it's about you know him want he wants to demonstrate to people what the industry is really like and 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 you know almost the pitfalls of living in that world so i guess if you're trying to justify a story before it's been told on screen you're almost fighting you're starting from a you know yeah. a losing battle already yeah you know he's he's doing he's taking interviews explaining the point of the story before well, it's even come out I presume he was just trying to hype it up get people excited well yeah it. potentially but he's had to uh, talk a lot about this show not just 
So he's criticised massively regarding the the sex scenes in the second episode. Oh. Um, you know, people saying it was the worst sex scene of all time. It was disgusting. Um, first of all, there was way too many sex scenes. Yeah. And secondly, the weekend second album, <laughs> I listened to quite a lot in the end. Uh, you know, a few years ago, and and I'm sure either around that time of creating the album, or the music that's just on the album, you know, it relates to Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, mm. You know, around that time, I'm sure he self-proclaimed himself as a sex addict at, at that time, which would really track with, you know, because he was heavily involved in the writing in this show. The amount of the sheer amount of sex scenes that really didn't need to be there in this show. He did defend. Um... He made a comparison between uh, the idol and his music when he was defending it after the, uh, I think it was after the finale, or maybe it was in response to the Rolling Stone article, I'm not sure. But he um, he did say, yeah, well, look, it's not for the faint-hearted, like, this is what this industry's like, this is what it looks like, like and he sort of talked about his music being the same, like, it's 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 adult-rated or whatever. Um, fair enough. <laughs> like, I think there's a, I do think there's a difference between th- exploring themes in music and exploring themes in, in uh, a TV show. It doesn't I don't even think that needs saying. <laughs> yeah. That's so obvious. Fair enough. Uh, I completely agree with you, though. I think, like, sex things were gratuitous, over-sensationalised, um, just over-indulgent, like, and dark. Yeah, just dark. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. And I feel like... We're coming back to a point raised in Asteroid City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, so so now, <clears throat> it's not a thing, but now, only a woman being naked is a thing now, because why? If you're if you're talking about being adult content, <clears throat> not for the faint-hearted, why again is it only women naked in the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's not pushing any boundaries because we've all seen it forever. Yeah. So I don't really. If you're gonna, I guess if you're gonna do the sex scene at this point, you should probably balance it and show all parties. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have not. Are we, are we still in a point where only the female body on screen is what people want to see? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I absolutely think so. I have a problem with sex scenes. I always have because I don't like them at all. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to like come across as like prudish or whatever. But I think you you only put in um, you only put into your movie stuff that is relevant to the story. Mm. That's my fault. I know that's not everybody's philosophy. And some writers would disagree with me, but I think that you know your story is like a like a joke, and everything's gearing towards the punchline. And if it's not, why is it in there? Mm. In so many Turkish jobs. <coughs> so in that sense, why is a sex why is a sex scene ever in there? Because there are so few there are so few stories I can think of where a sex scene is implicit and essential to the story. Mm. You can imply. Mm. You can you can you know? So I think there is something there is a place for it a little bit because, you know, Tedros is this controlling character, mm, kind of yeah. getting what he wants. But the like 
it, it was way too much. Like it was, you know, at the shops, on the way to the shops, yeah. when he, when they got home from the shops. Uh, I, I mean, they're not just normal shops like <laughs> we go into, but, um, you know, it was, it was just yes, all... The changing room <laughs> Chanel and <in> that. Like. <laughs> it, it was just every single episode for a, there was at least 10 minutes plus of sex. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which... I mean, the thing is, there was not really much of a story to develop anyway, so... But I think that just made it a little more obvious to me. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think it, well, it comes back to sort of like what I was saying, like, it's like a music video, isn't it? It's the same yeah. kind of thing. It's like, it's genuinely like the weekend's given control of a, of a TV series, and it's like, do the same thing, but like, string a story throughout it. It's like a kind of concept album piece or something, you know? Um... I think, yeah, as much as the, like we're blaming The Weeknd, we're blaming Abel Tespe, like, heavily. To what extent is Sam Livingston, like, implicit in this as well? Because he obviously took entire, like, all of the creative direction once, um, once uh, Amy Sumetz had left. Have you seen Euphoria? I haven't seen Euphoria, but I've, I've read a little bit about it. Well, neither. I haven't also, also haven't seen it, so... <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> I understand the themes explored are, are in some ways similar. It's, it's a group of teenagers come to terms with sex, drugs, yeah, and just coming of age. So um, yeah, I mean a lot of the uh, Zendaya, you know, a lot of the uh, the um, cast that came forward from, uh, or sorry, the crew members that came forward from the Idol and the, to speak to the Rolling Stone, uh, to speak to Rolling Stone, were saying that this was like a, a more risque like version of Euphoria with the limits pushed and you know that kind of thing so I do think that like I think that Sam Levinson might be problematic as well yeah I think this like um The Weeknd has found a director who will okay his slightly weird over sensationalized over sexualized vision mm. and bring it and help him bring it to life and mm. HBO have given them the platform for it that's mad. <clears throat> well, I I almost think that's a lot to do with it's the weekend. People are going to watch it. Um, well, I think I think Lily Rose Depp's name brought a lot of people to this as well. Yeah, and what's really funny is, uh, and, and actually, we'll, we'll go back to Sam Levison, um, but just while we're here, it's probably a reason why talented people shouldn't just decide to change industry and go and do something else. Now we're about, we're going to review something in a couple of months and, and off, you know, off air, I said a comment to you, surely KD, Kevin Durant can write a basketball story. Oh, we are doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you said, well, no, why, why would, he be? would he be able to this extreme talent in one area? doesn't make you a skilled writer. It doesn't make you an able writer as well. And, and and even though the weekend is a writer and writes song writes music, yeah, writing a drama, mm. it's you know, and I th I think their HBO have just given him that platform to do it just because of who he is, and this is an example of maybe why writers should do the writing. I would love to see what Amy Sumas's version of this, like say she say like scraps on Lonesome completely and mm -hmm. and make Amy <laughs> Tusby like completely you know adverse to conflict like he's not going to fight it at all like he'll just do what you know some parallel well, removes his ego yeah like let, let's say he was just 
employed to do exactly what she said and had no creative control. I'd love to see what the result of that would be like. What would Amy Seamus's version of the idol have actually looked like? Because I think it would have been a lot better, not purely because of like my individual faith in her over Sam Linson or whatever, but it just seems like originally the idea for this was it was actually going to explore these themes, was going to explore the idea of a sort of a uh, a vulnerable person and like a vulnerable idol, a person in uh, the midst of like kind of. HR and marketing madness, you know, um, who's led astray and manipulated by this cult leader and like her escaping that. And I think that would have been way more interesting and profound and horrific than what we actually got. Mm. So yeah, I don't know, I kinda wish we that we could I kinda wish we'd see it again. We get another one, we get Amy Seamus's version. That would be cool. Love to see how it was different. Do you remember in Fast X when Vin Diesel was looking at the photo of Paul Walker and the Wiz Khalifa song is like gently playing in the background as he looks at the as the, at the photo yeah we both laughed quite hard when that <laughs> when that happened right um, the idol well obviously it's not around the same thing but you know the idol every time there was like a a walk into the room, a delicate moment. Did you hear? You, I mean, did you hear the the weekend's actual music playing? Yeah. You know, all the way throughout. Every yeah, time, yeah, every yeah, time yeah. there was that kind of his influence on this show must have been so so vast. Just it almost it, like everything is about him. Well, it was produ- and, I think he produced it. Yeah. And one thing I actually found interesting at you know, in episode one that I thought would maybe continue on throughout was when The Weeknd and Jocelyn are in her studio about to record that dreadful song, Remake. (laughs) Um, A lot of the lines he was saying, I could almost picture them saying them to himself when he's starting out. You know, around, you know, don't, you know, not thinking about what people think. Like the real intimate, the, the the way he was intimately like putting that across. I could, I I felt like he was almost saying that to himself at one point in time. Yeah, I mean, I think something that concerned me watching this was it did feel a bit like Abel Tesfaye might not be acting, mm. and I don't say that because you know like oh he was so invested in the part or whatever like you know like it's that's not supposed to be a comment on his acting ability. What I mean is. The character that he's creating, no, you know, with the knowledge that he's producing it, the character that he's portraying, the rewrites that he's okayed and he's encouraged, the refocusing of the story that he's sort of wanted and pushed for, plus the themes of his music other mm. that he's released up until this point, like they all paint a picture of somebody that's a little bit problematic. Mm. Um, like why would you, why would you want to tell this story? I know that he's come out now and said, "Oh yeah, like I expected nothing less than negative criticism." Like that, you know, it's pushed the boundaries and it's hard to handle. It's like, nah, mate, it's it's shit. Like it's a, <laughs> it's a mess. Yeah. It's not a very good story. It's kind of a music video, at best. I know Lily Rose Depp's done the same thing. She said like, "Oh yeah, it was great working with all these people," and like we expected negative reviews. Like it's, it was never fun for going to be fun for the whole family or whatever. She said, but it's like, yeah, no. But what you have done is like just is glorified sexual abuse and and propagated this idea that like 
pain and loss and torture are what creates good art and nothing else and they said oh this is what the industry's like like you've not made a point you've not told a very good story um, and it all makes me think that the people involved in the actual creative process so Abel Tesfaye and Sam Livingston are are questionable <laughs> them are, they have questionable motives um, there's actually there's a new series of euphoria of euphoria uh, set for 2025 mm. And it is at this point, I think Sam Levinson should move away from this type of work <laughs> because yeah. he he's now credited for two things that involve, you know, young women and drugs and sexual sex violence, and sexual yeah. violence. And he, he I, I, you know, he's not going to listen to this podcast, but if he was, I would advise him to <laughs> maybe think about uh, cleaning up some of his uh, well, it's, I mean, some of his work. You know, you want to separate art from artists and that, but at what point does like you know your? I know people have a style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> well, what, you that's know, Wes I mean. Anderson's got his style, but I don't know if Sam Levinson wants to this to be his style as he as he gets older. <laughs> what well, what point does your does your? I mean, he's old enough. <laughs> but what point does your style start to reflect your personality, your yeah. character, like? And that's that's the thing for me. With, Early on, with, I would say with the weekend, yeah, like it's, think of Quentin Tarantino and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All of, you know, like the, these individuals style, are maybe. synonymous with who they are, like the, the, the or sorry, the, with the art that they create, and like yeah, I don't know. I'm not accusing anyone of anything. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying anything like that. I just we're think, raising an eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit suspicious. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's it's not. I mean, some of the acting was brilliant, like, as, as you'd say. Like, like, fair enough. Like, I'm impressed with the acting uh, of, like, of Abel Tesfaye as well. But, like, yeah, I don't know why. Like, why why make this? What was the point? Mm. Like, there's no ultimate point. The tone's inconsistent. The thing it's, it's trying to say is, is inconsistent. The story's a mess. Like, there's, there's things that are brought up and dropped. Like, why? It was never really fully explained why the hell Xander had a beef with, with Jocelyn or something about him his career getting blackboard but then why was he sticking around why was he still there and yeah for so the money I think the, yeah, why was he loyal to to um, Tedros longer than the cult and all like was that to do with that beef or why the twist it was it was so clearly like a bolt on idea it was bolted on at the end like it hadn't been set up you know when you see yeah little tangent you know when you watch something and there's a there's a twist at the end mm. uh so often it's a character isn't real or something you know you go back and you re-watch the, the show with that or say you, you watch it a second time you have that in mind and you spot the hints you know mm. sometimes the hints might be obvious enough that you predict it beforehand I feel like if I was to re-watch The Idol with the knowledge that Jocelyn was actually the master manipulator and in control of the whole thing there would be absolutely, absolutely. zero hint. indication there's no because because it was clearly attached at the end yeah. there's no reason for her to be doing this what's her motive to control Tedros yeah. Yeah. or any of these people I suppose to save the tour yeah. but did Tedros actually do that <laughs> save the tour did, yeah. she, did she actually have to go through essentially sexual abuse for that do you know what I mean it's like oh well she was in control so she allowed herself to be sexually abused to save her career and that's a positive thing that's a win do you know what I mean? like yeah. what the, yeah man. well I hope for your sake you don't watch it back <laughs> no, I wouldn't be watching this. I wouldn't be sitting through a second time. Um. So, I think we should get some quotes up about the Rolling Stones article. Um, All right. But while you're looking for them, I'll read out a comment that basically defends this show quite strongly. Well, 
they say a lot. So, 8 out of 10, a dark realism that has been missed by an overly sensitive generation of society. This drama sh shines a light on what is the sad, dark reality of the music industry and how exploitative and vulnerable the highs and lows um, it leaves the people in. A series gone underappreciated by a generation whose feelings stop them from enjoying what is fiction in film. It is not for family viewing, nor something to watch if you're in the mood for a feel-good programme, but it does offer a sad, deep portrayal of the LA Fame Academy. The outrage this series has experienced is far sadder than the story told. The show raises awareness to its dark concept matter, awareness that is always needed in an Andrew Tate fame world. Um, they scored it seven, well, and then they, they, they gave it an eight and then scored it 7.5. Recommendation, if you like shows like Euphoria, have any interest in modern pop culture or possess an open-mindedness open mindedness for film and television, plus any understanding of the creative industry and mental health, you will likely find yourself fa fascinate, fascinated witnessing the unravels of a character who tells the story of thousands of other people before her in the real world. I mean, that's a, that's a very niche uh, recommend, <laughs> recommendation. Mm. But, um, and, and yeah, the, there's, there's maybe some truth in... No, there will be truth in certain experiences from the idol happening throughout the 80s and 90s. Yeah, I mean, I disagree with this comment because it could have been a deep dive into what the Hollywood Fame Academy and, and that that industry and world is like. Like, it could have been that, but it, it isn't. I mean, the villain, Ted Russell, is external to that industry for the most part. He is a cult who's... Well, he's a cult leader who's put together a group of talented, like, singers, songwriters, dancers, whatever, and infiltrated Justin's life to try and, like... I don't, well, why? I don't know. <laughs> like, why? He told the checkup at the end. Why? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? What's if it's his, not for money. What's but, his yeah. motive? What's it all for? Is it is it love? Is it? Do you know what I mean? Like what what what's going on? Like it, it's a mess. Um, so it could yeah. I see the point that like this person's trying to make in this comment, but like it doesn't succeed in doing any of that. And that the I mean the, the reference to like if you're interested or have an understanding of mental health, like I think the comments on mental health in this are really damaging. I mean like the the first literally like one of the the first line of this series is like oh mental health is sexy it's attractive it's like mm. it's appealing yeah like sorry mental health problems like somebody like struggling um and there's even there's even like an explanation of why and it's from from nikki yeah i mean like it's quite a dangerous take it's a really dangerous take i mean obviously it's not supposed to be taken seriously and i know i understand that that's what uh depp and um Tasfe would say but think about the people that are gonna by the that comment, yeah. By the logic of the comment that you've just read, there, what kind of people are drawn to watch this? Mm. Um, why? And if they're then being presented with ideas like that, because it's yeah. not just in that opening scene. That idea comes up a few times, like the idea of mental, like of negative mental health, being you know, people having these mental health issues being desirable. Mm. Like it's, that's that does come up a number of times, and that's really problematic. And I don't know that it's challenged at all. It's not at all. Yeah, well, as and I've said a couple of times, which leaves already, impression, you know, an yeah, impression. Said a couple of times already, the idea that like that all of this art and the best art is created through like abuse and like pain is pushed again and again, and there's no challenge in it at all. In this, like, like there's no point where they go, oh yeah, actually, like this is wrong. It's 
left home at the end as though it was all as though it was all Jocelyn's idea and creation if we're to believe the twist. So I personally believe only one person's career was on the line here in terms of does something like this damage reputation? Depp. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Lily Rose Depp does this damage her reputation or did she act well enough that you know, she might be okay. No, she killed it. I think she, I think she should be okay because she did act really well. She did kill the role. It was a bit weird, but at, like she was playing the part and doing the job that was asked mm. of her, not leading it creatively. Well, I think it's a massive risk though because you know the weekend goes back to his music career. Sam Levison goes back to write another season of Euphoria, and this is the only role I can remember her in as a you know as a <clears throat> key figure yeah so this really this really could have gone out either way and this is going to be looked upon badly yeah but her role in it can be seen separately to the to the, the show as a whole it can be seen individually can't it so I think like it you know she was like really good in it and I can take that from it Do you know yeah. I can walk away from this and be like yeah Lily Rose Depp decent yeah. like, acted really well killed it and that's what I remember her for I don't think that she's at fault for all of the show's flaws although she's defended them but what's she gonna do Yeah, she's not gonna come out now and immediately be like yeah being sever ties with everyone involved and be like yeah <laughs> this is terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we'll end on a quote from that Rolling Stones article oh yeah I've got it um well, I mean, there's tons. Like, I could you could literally just read the article and it was sort of some of everything we've been talking about. But this guy said, what I signed up for was a dark satire of fame and the fame model in the 21st century. It went from satire to the thing it was satirizing. And I think that's so true. I think that's so obvious. Like, it's, you know, a lot of the uh, the story focus was around the, the team around um, Jocelyn having, just disagreeing with each other, just at war, you know, like the guy from not managing the tour or whatever and Destiny and Nikki like all having all sort of warring amongst themselves for like control over Justin's career and to push like what they think the best move is or whatever um, and the irony is that's exactly what's happening in the production team of this show like it, it had the same problems like it was, just, it was the same mess like chaos of people trying to pull it in different directions and ultimately pulling it apart so it is in a way a parody of itself which is crazy the show recovered its rating slightly when I was I was reviewing the ratings all the way through and the show actually did recover its rating slightly so I wonder if people did end up looking more favourably upon it you know it went from like 4.2 to 5 <laughs> <laughs> out of 10 so yeah. Um, yeah I hope it doesn't come back for a second season yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think it will now, to be honest. I mean, The weekend could probably, uh, I don't know, he'd probably want it to, but I I don't, I don't want to believe that HBO would put this on the line again, would like put it on the line or put any more faith in them, given the response, mm. you know? Because I don't think HBO actually got the show that they expected they were getting. 